Cool. What is going on, everybody? We are back with another Hidden Falls Media episode. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Sales. But before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you of the fee. We don't run ads or pitch you anything you don't need on the show. We don't even pitch you on any type of BS marketing course because God knows there's enough of them out there. What we do bring the best of guests and the highest quality information to you to help elevate your life, accelerate your business, and take you to that next level where you want to go. So, Here's the deal. And you know, I'll be watching because I know a lot of you listen, but not a lot of you are doing what I need you to do right here. So take a second. If you found a nugget of wisdom, a little bit of insight, or you just enjoyed hearing the conversation, please, please, please leave us a review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Not only helps us get ranked, but it also helps elevate our incredible guests who graciously give us their time for free. None of us make money off the show. We're here just to simply provide you value. So today's guest is Andrew Sales. Andrew, welcome aboard, my man. Thanks a lot, Alex. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm super pumped. We've been trying to get this one scheduled and launched for a bit now, especially after uh, when I was on your show, man. It was a blast. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad we could do it. Cool. So you've got an interesting background and one that, uh, one that most people are kind of intimidated by, which is the dirty word of business, which is sales. Yep. Yep. Andrew sales. That's my name. And uh, sales is my game. And <laughs> just so everybody knows where they can find me at too. I have a top rated podcast on iTunes. It's called sales tales, like my name, S A Y L E S tales, T A L E S. Or you can find me on Facebook, Andrew sales, A N D R E W S A Y L E S. If you look up the hashtag hustlers anonymous, you'll probably find me pretty easily. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for sharing that, man. So, and guys, please go follow Andrew. His content is phenomenal. The podcast is awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I was a guest on there a few weeks ago. I want to get into, we are seeing a massive transition in sales, especially with you know COVID-20 throughout 2020 happening. And a lot of businesses are forced to take their entire sales process online now. What has that been like? And what are you seeing that trend start to shift towards? So I'm uh, I'm personally seeing a trend of more solopreneurs kind of getting started out, people making that jump that have been in that nine to five world for a while. And they're like, hey, I, I've always known I could do this on my own. And with COVID and everything, people th realized the stability they thought they had in their job really wasn't stable because at any point in time, you, you know, you could be sent home and living on what they give you or what the government gives you. So I've seen a lot of people jump out and take these businesses that a lot of times they, they brought it on as a side business during the lockdown, or they had previously had a side hustle going on that was, you know, they were putting a few hours a night after their nine to five and they, they capitalized on this time and they were, they were really able to exploit it and, and use it to grow a business. And now they have full-time businesses. Uh, so I see a lot of solopreneurs out there, people that are out in the corporate world and, and finally made that leap to being an entrepreneur and doing their thing. That's awesome. What's, what's been your experience with it? Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. So um, I have a, I have a really crazy story and I don't want to bore the listeners with it right now, but you know, I, my entrepreneurial journey started when I was selling drugs. I sold drugs from 15 to 20. I got caught when I was 20. It didn't actually catch up to me to a couple of years later. And, you know, I, I bonded out. I, I went to court. I, I got off actually with probation I started out with door-to-door uh, -door sales, built up, um, got to a point where I was running an office, traveling around the country, training, building sales teams. My probation caught up with me for whatever reason. I had to go to jail. 
I spent about six months in jail in the middle of my sales career, used the time for personal development, training myself on, you know, sales, anything I could read to make myself a better person. When I got out, I hit the ground running. Within two weeks, I had uh, one offices, one office. Within six weeks, I had two offices. I got offered a promotion to go to Florida and run, you know, five or six offices. The girl I was dating at that time asked me to pick between her and the job. I picked the job. <laughs> she got jealous. <laughs> I was uh, down in Florida building my empire, met another girl. We had a baby. My ex saw on Facebook, I had a baby, another girl and called my PO and told her I was working out of state. So in 2015, I I started, you know, I, I actually got extradited from Florida to Missouri. I did another six months in jail. When I got out, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I, you know, I, I, I knew this nine to five wasn't for me. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a salesperson. I, I need to get out there and just get it and make, and make my money. I love making money. It's not about the money. It's just, I enjoy doing things that cost money. And so that's what really kind of catapulted me, long story short, on my sales journey. You know, I started with a, a door-to-door company. And, and then I, I, I've always had like a, a little bit of a, not always, but you know, since I got out of jail, I've had a little bit of a presence in, in social media of salespeople and entrepreneurs. So I, I saw a need, right? I, at first I wanted to build a, you know, create a course that was going to cover how to start a business and, you know, like motivation, mindset, sales training, marketing training, all, all the good stuff. And then kind of like you said earlier, there, there's a million shitty marketing courses out there. <laughs> And my, you know, at that point in time, I had never really made more than 120 grand in a year. And I had, I had, had spent a couple of months recording this awesome course. I, mean, I felt like it was going to be an awesome course. My mentor, he's a guy that, you know, he sold his first company for 150 million. And he's like, Andrew, you, you can't push a course if you've never made a million dollars or at least 500,000. He's like, you know, if you make 500,000 a few years in a row, there's no reason you can't be a millionaire. But he's like that, that a lot of people that try to drop these courses before they ever made 500,000 a year, they fail. And he's like, I don't want to see you fail on, on that kind of course. Cause I've seen yeah. a lot of sales guys try to go that route. And so like, you know, this is devastating to me. Cause like, I'm thinking my mentor always hypes me up. He's like, yeah, you're one of the best <laughs> I know. Uh, but you know, you're still not ready yet. So like, I'm like, what am I going to do? Cause I had already put all this effort in this business model and it was right in 2017. And it's kind of funny. We're talking about it now because Bitcoin is, is going crazy. Yeah. It's exploding through the roof right now, dude. $23,000. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So around this time it was 2017 and I I started buying my first Bitcoin in the 2600 range. And um, so I I was in there kind of early and I would talk about it a little bit on social media. Well, back in this explosion, you know, Bitcoin was up around like seven, eight, nine, 10 K, you know, in that range. And like, it was still up pretty big from where I had bought it earlier that year. So like every day, I would get two or three messages on on social media, people asking me about crypto. So I was like, man, you know, I had already had stuff in place to start this, the, the run this training course for sales, marketing, and personal development. What if I I put together something for crypto consulting? So that that's when the idea hit me, and I kind of pivoted my business model, and you know, kept it with the the online marketing that I was gonna I was gonna do, and I, I started a company called Crypto Hustlers, and. All my friends hated on it. A lot of people close to me hated on it. And they're just like, well, hey, you know, Bitcoin's just a, it's just a fad or Bitcoin's a bubble. It's going to pop this and that. And I was, you know, and then some were like, even the ones that like, were kind of like curious about it. They're like, 
well, why would I pay you for information I could go find on myself? And I'm like, well, you know, like I, I spent the past six months, you know, researching this shit. And I, I researched it for three full months before I even pulled the trigger on it. So, I mean, if you want to be six months behind, go, go ahead. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not claiming to know the, the end all be all information, but I do know I'm six months ahead of everybody else at this point. And I, I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of fail with services that they could provide and they leave money on the table or they're, they're too slow to make a jump because they're like, oh, I'm not an expert yet. Well, you don't got to be an expert. You know, it's like being in a book. If I'm six pages ahead of you, I can teach you what's on those six pages and, you know, leave out a lot of the bullshit that I wasted time on reading and, and get you caught up with me quicker. And then also advance myself and, and get you quicker there along the way. So that that's what I, I did with this, this model of, of crypto hustlers when I started this company. And I remember like one of my friends, when I, when I first started hustling it, they're like, they're like, wow, it'd be really cool if you brought in like 15 or 17 customers, you know, in, in these first couple months, you know, they're like, it takes a while for, for businesses to start. And I was like, yeah, my goal is 20 customers the, the first two weeks. And they just kind of laughed at me. Well, I, I went to work hustling and grinding, you know, uh, Hustlers Anonymous, like I said, that's that's my hashtag. My, my brand is hustle. My lifestyle is hustle. So I, I out hustle anybody any way I can. So I, I went to work with my crypto hustlers brand. What I did was, I would do three videos every single day. And sometimes they'd be basic videos like how to buy a currency, you know, what exchange to use. And then, I, you know, then there'd be one that was maybe like a, a call like, hey, you want to buy this coin because in the next four weeks it's going to take off. And then there'd be another random one like, hey, don't buy this coin. And I, I did that every single day. And on, on I put those on YouTube. Then I'd have one that I'd live stream to Facebook. And, you know, I'd always be, I'd always be selling group yeah. access at this point so it's like hey if, if you liked it hey make sure you hang out to the end of this video because i'm going to tell you exactly where to go to find out more information than what i'm telling you right here you know it, it kind of layman turns right now and then at the end of the video i'd be like all right so if you guys learned something and you think we could help you make more money check out my group crypto hustlers on on facebook and then when they went to the group they had to you know pay me for uh you know for access and then i all my facebook videos I'd be like, comment below and I'll, I'll shoot you some more information about how you could, how you could, um, you know, come to a spot to where I, I give out more information. And then when I had the, the text conversations going, what I did was I had a, a three pattern or a three message pattern to where one was kind of like an opening to gear your interest. Second one was kind of going a little more deeper. Third one was asking for the sale. And like plenty of people would just send it over right away after the third one. Other ones, I'd have to answer some questions as to that. And then <laughs> yeah. some would be like, follow up. Well, that's where the value aspect came in. I, I, I just unloaded value on these people. Like I told you, every single day, I was dropping three videos. So when I, once somebody came into my message funnel, I would, if you didn't buy from me right then and there, every other day, I'd send out a video to you. And, you know, I was sending anywhere from like 150 to 300 messages a day. I, I was doing it all by hand, just, you know, flat out hustle, baby. You know? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And yeah, I get up every day about 4, 4.35 a.m. And so I could get my 200 messages out. And eventually after like people were in the funnel for a week, every, you know, like people would bought and like, would, would, would buy from me. So my first 40 days, I brought on a hundred clients and made about 10 grand profit in, in, in the business. So I, I was crushing that. And I had about a hundred clients who I'm giving advice to in the group and kind of how I had, had messed up was I started the group as a one-time payment method. 
and we are going to go to a, a monthly subscription method. Well, along the way, I kind of figured out that it, it would uh, be easier to raise a hedge fund within the group and then make a, a little portion off the top for myself. So I announced the hedge fund and it, it was kind of funny how the hedge fund went down. I had, I had three buy-in levels for it. Well, at first I was only going to have two buy-in levels. I was going to have a 500 and a 1000. And so I'm, uh, I'm at my mom's house one morning. I, I happened to mention to her what's going on with it. And she's like, you should have a bigger one, like 5,000 or something. And I was like, eh, you know, people on the internet that just met me essentially, yeah. like, all these, my group's only been going super like, skeptical. Yeah. yeah they're not, I don't think they're going to send me 5,000, but before I, right before I make the announcement, I in the group, I decide to, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to throw that 5,000 in there. So it start it, it 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 went off like wildfire, man. I raised seventy six grand for the hedge fund in two weeks. Wow! And, and what really did it was that five thousand dollar mark because the people in the five k rating they sent the money over like like nothing like right away. It was like a snap right. of a finger, and like some of them would even be like, "Oh, can I send you two thousand or ten thousand to reserve two slots in it?" You know, because I'd break it down to slots and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." But then there'd be like the five hundred dollar rating and they'd be like well how do i know you're not gonna run off with my money and it's like i at the end of the day after like the the so many five thousands came in i actually exited i got rid of the the 500 because i was tired of dealing with the people being right how how do you know and i I think that's a important point for people out there maybe trying to start an online business or or service model like don't be afraid to have the high ticket pitch because people that have money like to make more money and, and they'll spend money to, to make more money. Absolutely. People, a lot of people without money are, are using it that way because they, they don't make the proper investments into themselves and, and making more money. So that's what I really learned in that experience. And uh, I took away from it. So I, um, yeah, so I, I was crushing that and we were doing really well. Well, everybody knows Bitcoin is, um, so and cryptocurrency is basically the wild wild west right now it's a brand new landscape so a lot of the laws are are kind of you know you, there's a gray areas you, you don't know what's up so some people consider or some government agencies consider bitcoin a commodity some people consider it a a currency uh so that there's different laws for trading those and some consider it neither or so um i technically could not give trading advice it turned out because I'm a felon and I can't get the legal licensing mm-hmm. to do it. So I was, I was, I had operated under the radar for a while and I, I honestly thought I was doing everything up and up, but somebody that was running the similar type operation and in a similar situation, um, the government went after him. He got put in, in prison for a year o- over it. And, you know, I, I've done some time in jail. I, I love running a, uh, a crypto consulting company. It was like some Wolf of Wall Street shit, but at the end of the day, it wasn't that cool to where I wanted to go to jail off it. So. Right. I actually shut that that online business down, but it was it was a great experience. You know, I, I made some money right away, and uh, I made a nice chunk of money right away. Helped a lot of people make money, and you know, learned a lot of stuff that I took on to to learn in other businesses I've, I've launched since then. That's incredible, man. There's a few points in there that I absolutely want to pull out and come back to. Um, the first one that really stood out, and there's a ton, but one that really stood out to me was how many point of contacts you were making on a daily basis 
in order to be successful in what you wanted to do, and I was pulling it up while you were talking, uh, there's a podcast out there called the MF CEO Project with Andy Frisella. I don't know if you've heard about it or not. Um, it was in my city. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in St. Louis. Uh, but back on one of his early ones inside of MF CEO, he has one called Win the Day. But he had a guy in there named Ben Newman, and Ben Newman is a best-selling author and performance coach. And Ben was talking about what he had to do to get from, you know, it, it's a typical rags to riches story with that, right? He had to bust his ass, but over time and being having that compound effect stack up over months and months and months and years and years, he said that one of the things that got him from point A to point B billion was he was religious about making a hundred points of contact a day. He was like, I don't care if they were points of contact, they were already in my book or if they were all new or it was a mix, you know, take the 80, 20 rule, 80% new, 20% reoccurring. But he said that habit of creating daily points of contact with individuals was a massive catalyst. And any business owner out there, if they're not making a hundred points of contact a day, there's going to be no way for them to ever scale because nobody's going to ever know who you are. I believe it, man. That And that, that just seems to be a, a solid benchmark. And maybe that's always been ingrained in my mind because in door to door, I was always taught, hey, if you knock a hundred doors a day, you can't fail. So I, I've always, I took that to anything else I've done. And then, you know, sometimes I, I always felt with online, you could be more efficient. So you can actually get out more than than a hundred knocks, a uh, hundred calls per day, because let's be real, we live in damn near 2021 now. And um, most people are more comfortable doing business through text yeah. than through uh, than through a call. And then even like a video goes a long way. And, you know, you might, the right video can be used over and over again. Oh, man. So now, so now you're peeking into a few of my secrets. Um, for when I was first starting, I would send people personalized video messages and I would, I would record them. I would put them up on YouTube as unlisted. So that way the only people that could access them are the ones with the link. And then from that, I would just send them the link and say, Hey, I've made you a private video. Um, I wanted to give you some super awesome value talking about X, Y, and Z. Hopefully you find some good value out of it. And boom, out of that, it's our first year in business. It's what allowed us to skyrocket so much is I was religious wow. about putting all of those out on a daily basis. One of the things I've wanted to come back to is you had a multi-stepped approach to conversations and you knew going into it, it wasn't just a, hey, I'm going to sell you on this first time we communicate. What was it about having that three-part script that really worked for you? What were some of those tactics that you uh, took from some of your other experiences in sales and transform them into that type of message? For sure, man. So... I'd say it all goes back to what I, I learned in door-to-door in, in -door sales is sure, you can have a pitch, a presentation, but at the end of the day, it's about connections and, and people want to learn their benefit from, from what's going on. So you really have to figure out how to benefit what's going on for them. And then the, the big transition to going online is a lot of people are taught incorrectly. I don't know whether it's just bad marketing coaches attributed to bad MLM coaching, but they just spam their friends. You know, the very first thing they do, yeah. Hey, check out this link or video, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
damn, bro, you didn't even lube it up. You just (laughs) (laughs) no spit or nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And so like um that that's just like always been a major turnoff for me. And like I just recognize it bad as a person because like I'm never gonna knock on somebody's door and be like, yeah, cable sign here. And it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And, and so, uh, and, and so that's why I, I crafted my message a certain way. So like the very first message was, was the opening, you know, they all, and these were, were warm leads too, because right. I, I had built value to, to bring people in that were interested beforehand by, by these videos, they would comment on and ask me to reach out to them. So I, I had spent a lot of time building the value and, and building the brand essentially, before I even had messaged any of these people. So when I, I messaged them, the very first thing was some, something along the ground, this is years ago. So I, my, my wording might be a little off, but Hey, how's it going? You know, I, I saw you were interested in, in, in learning more about making money tra- trading crypto. Uh, where are you buy, where are you currently buying your cryptocurrency from? And, you know, I, I always, one thing I've always learned with, with, with selling online or through text is always finish with a question for whatever reason it yeah. is people feel obligated to just answer questions. Once you get them, they'll just talk to you all day long. You know, even if it takes them an hour to answer, they're like, man, this son of a bitch answer the question. Ask the question. I, got, <laughs> I, got, I can't leave that sitting there. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, you know, so that'd be the first one. A lot of people would be like, Oh, I, I bought such and such coin or, or uh, no, I, I haven't bought anything yet. And, you know, I already have these things pre-scripted in my, my keyboard replacement, or I, you know, you can download an app for that. And so then it's like, oh, you, you know, you bought a coin from here. So then I, I, you know, you have to put a little effort in. Oh, that's cool. You know, I, I use such and such site. I think it's better for this reason. Or, oh, no big deal. We, we can actually help you with that. Or I, I got a video to help you with that too. Uh, you know, and then I, I'd have my, my, ne- my next big thing. So uh, I have a group called such and such. It was called Crypto Hustlers. I have a group called Crypto Hustlers. We cover this, this, and this what are you hoping to learn from the group? And, you know, with that message, A, I gave them some value, you know, Hey, I, that, that's cool. This is what I use, or this is what you can use. This is how you can figure it out. And then B I'm, 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 I'm still in, you know, like any other sales presentation, I'm, I'm digging in with some fact finding, like, what is this person here? One out of this. Right. And so then they, they'd answer. And regardless of what your answer is, oh, perfect, we can help you with that. And, you know, and there's, there's, you know, I had an admin team in my group too that helped me out with stuff because, you know, people like to get involved. And I told them as a grower, they'd get pieces of it. And, um, you know, we can help you with this, this, and this by, by this, this, and that. Um, a, it's, it's only X amount of dollars to join. You know, and I generally had people pay me in, in currency. So I'd be like, uh, which would be better for you? Would you rather pay in Ethereum, Litecoin, or, or Bitcoin? I, and, you know, boom, it finished with the question. And then at that point in time, like I said, a lot of people would be like Litecoin or, you know, this and that. And it's like, boom, I, I dropped them the address to, to, send, to send it over to. Um, but it, it really was a, a value-based and, you know, traditional sales pattern that, that I want run through. And if they didn't buy right then and there, I, like any good salesperson, I followed up. And where most salespeople suck at follow-up is they don't bring any 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 value to the follow-up. They just come back, well, buy my shit. Are you, you going to yeah. buy my shit yet? Well, I, you know, I, I didn't bring that. You know, like I, every other day I send them the video. It's like, hey, I just recorded this video on such and such. I thought you might like it. And, I, and I, I'd send it to them. And then after the third time they got a video from me, so about a week later, I'd be like, hey, if you enjoyed the, hope you enjoyed the videos, uh, are you ready to join the group yet? And, and you know, or just something along those lines and, and ask that buying question again. And if they say no, this or that, well, you know, I can, uh, you know, I can keep sending them value, value and, and building up and just keep the funnel going. So 
it was a uh, it was a funnel that I I constructed, you know, from start to finish with uh, a lot of value on the front end. Then I it transitioned into a sales pitch that was building value and digging and fat finding. Then it was a close and a follow up if necessary. Dude, I love it. It's uh, it's it's so simple that it's so possible for everybody to screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> Super true. Yeah, um, dude, I got to tell you because I was <laughs> you're you're gonna love this, and it's one of those things. I'm sure you've got similar stories too of trading crypto. I was doing it when I was in college, and I was bored as shit in some of my classes. And this is like, gosh, like 2014, 2015. I heard about heard about Bitcoin from a Joe Rogan episode back then. He had a UN or not. Uh, he had, uh, oh crap, I'm not going to remember the guy's name, but he had some cryptocurrency expert on that was a, a Bitcoin expert. And it got me really thinking like, holy crap, like this is actually something that's valuable and useful. And when I looked at it, uh, you know, Rogan wasn't super, super big yet. He was only hitting a couple hundred thousand downloads an episode. And for him to hit like a million downloads in one episode was like, bonkers bananas and i got on there and i was like okay like i'm starting to put some of these pieces together oh it's only a couple hundred bucks a coin so i started digging into it and over about eight months nine months i had accumulated you know 30 or 40 of them and then i started day trading them when i was sitting in class (laughs) and and the 30 to 40 got up to the max i ever had was 84 and a half and and i ended up getting into a some financial issues, very similar past and background with that of, you know, I I had to do what I had to do in order to survive and get by. Right. And I ended up selling a lot of them. And there were quite a few of those dumps that I didn't, you know, I made money, but it wasn't anything super crazy. So I took out a few dumps and before you knew it, you know, like crypto really wasn't going anywhere. 2018 hit and all these crypto, uh, like crypto is hitting the news super hard and you're, everybody's like, yeah, like if you got it, they're going to start coming down on you. Like the SEC is all over this. And at one point in time, I had that many of them. And now it's just like a flash in the pan type of thing. I'm like, man, like seeing it hit 23,000 the other day and knowing what that would have been in my head, like, oh man, that math was making real fine sense. But right. It's like playing the lottery at that point. You have no idea. Like we didn't know Bitcoin was going to hit these types of numbers. We had no idea Ethereum was going to hit it. Um, One of the ones that still absolutely impresses me is NEO. And then between oh, ne- Neo God. and Icon, Neo and Icon are still some of the biggest ones that impress me. So I, I know we're not talking too much crypto here, but uh, I actually was kicked myself because I passed on Neo, Neo when it was actually AntShare or AntCoin. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, I don't know. And I, I could have got in for like cents and I oh. up to like 50 something bucks. And like I had bought, I didn't buy Neo till it was like 90 something dollars. Like I, I just, Oh man. Like, Oh, it hurts. That's one of my big passes that I feel bad about. Cause I was actually educated at that point in time. Like I passed on Bitcoin at 15 cents. Cause I was ever back then. you like, you were saying like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to want that shit, you know? No. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, I passed on, on Neo for cents when I was pretty educated. Oh, it, it hurts. But those are the whoopings that matter. And it, I mean, it, it helps, man. It helps not having that. And it's one of those, ah, I know to trust my gut and my instinct next time and really try to listen yeah. into myself when I have that moment. For sure, man. So I always try to leave my audience with super, super practical tips with sales being a lot of business owners, biggest issues. They, 
you know, they're super, super good at their craft. They're really passionate. They have the motivation and the drive, but oftentimes the reason their business fails is either a lack of visibility or they just suck at sales. So what are some of the quick things that we can help them with? What are some of those practical tools that we can start to give them to increase their sales today? And they can start rehearsing or start practicing, whatever that is. What does that look like? That's that's a great question, man. I, I think it all starts with with putting the time in, right? Like we said, a uh, hundred contacts a day, you can't fail. Now you're at the first couple of weeks, months, maybe you might suck, but you're gonna if you're really putting in that hundred a day with enthusiasm and taking the time to learn and and evaluate yourself in between, you know, pitches or presentations, you're you're gonna start fine-tuning your craft and slightly getting better. You can't just run through the motions. You got to do it, analyze that that's going to get you better, you know, day by day and commit to it, you know, just Mm. say, Hey, I, I, until I get good at sales, I'm going to have to go out and do it every single day. You know, sales is the lifeblood of your company. I, I get it as the owner of a company. There's other things you'd like to focus on, but if your company's not selling, if you don't have customers, you're not going to have a company. Yeah. So you got to put the time in, put the time in, and then also tell yourself, well, once I fine tune this and learn it inside and out, then I'm going to train somebody else to do it. And, you know, maybe a few people and then promote a manager out of that. And then eventually you can totally work yourself out of the sales role and, and focus on growing the company. But it's, it all starts with putting that time in. And then the other thing is follow up. Most salespeople suck at follow up a, because they don't do it. The majority, I can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know off the top of my head, but the vast majority of salespeople don't follow up. Out of out of the few that do follow up, the majority of those only follow up one time. Out of mm. the out of the few that follow up more than that, they really only follow up two times. But in reality, most sales are not made until the fifth to seventh point of contact. So you have to to be ready to to continue to follow up and have a follow up plan in place. Now the the beauty of you know being in a digital world is we can those points of contacts we can cut down a little bit you know maybe they see a video of me talking and and that's one point of contact and you know they they comment on it and I replied the comment that, that that that's the second contact right there and then you know we we jump in the the uh, a chat conversation that's the point of contact I, I send them a video I follow up well now we we got our five 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 points of contact knocked out, you know, really quick, like in the, the first week and, and they're probably ready to buy it because they feel comfortable with me now. So you have to have the, the follow-up system in place, be prepared to follow up, be prepared to follow up five to seven times because you're totally going to set yourself apart from the competition at that point in time. But then also bring value to the follow-up. Like we said before, just don't hit them up saying, hey, you ready to buy my shit? Let's buy my shit today. <laughs> find, find something that they're interested in, a, a YouTube video, an article, create some content for them yourself and say, hey, watch this and you know, let me know what you think. And then when they let you know what they think, you can you can say, hey, so you ready to sign up? Or you have the that, that, that segues into the door being open for you to follow up the next day with them again and be like, hey, what'd you think of that video I sent you? And you know, if they, if they say they watched it, great. You know, now let's get you on board with us. You know, we can really help you with that. I love it. I love it. So I've been ending these calls recently because our society is going through a 
total transformation and a shift. So I've been asking the people, ever all of our guests on the last part of this, if you had a wish or a prayer for the world, what would it be? And then if you had a wish or a prayer for your small community closest to you, what would that be? Man, I'd say those are some great questions. So my, my wish for the world is that everybody would truly believe that they could be the best version of themselves because, you know, changing the world starts within you. Everybody wants to change the world, but if you can't change yourself, you, you really can't change the world. So if everybody became the best version of themselves, a, a lot of the other things in, in the world wouldn't matter quite so much. We wouldn't depend on, on, on politicians or maybe we'd, we'd all be in positions to stop our politicians from, from <laughs> the, the scandalous things they do that we, we see and, and can't do anything about. Um, so that, that would be my, my wish for the world, my wish for my uh, community around me. Um, you know, I, I help everybody around me because, you know, my, my personal community, my personal friends were, were all on growth and, and development. And I, I just wish they continue on that, that same path and that we all just stay working together because success is really a team sport. It's, it's tough to do on your own. You really want to have some strong people around you. Absolutely. I love it. Andrew, thank you so much for being here, man. One more time. Where can everybody learn more about your stuff? Where can they find you online? So everybody can uh, find my, my podcast, Sales Tales, S-A-Y-L-E-S, Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're going to hit a few other places soon. Google Podcasts, we're on there. You can look me up on Facebook, Andrew Sales, and D-R-E-W, Sales, S-A-Y-L-E-S. If you look up the hashtag Hustlers Anonymous, you can find me there. Also, my company, we sell solar like the panels on your roof with you want to look into that we're always uh hiring salespeople, entrepreneurs we look for partner mark marketing company to partner with you can look us up online that's solis s-o-l-i-s energy e-n-e-r-g-y services s-e-r-v-i-c-e-s solis energy services.com but yeah that's where i'm at Love it. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, I told you we were going to be bringing some fire guests on, some people totally out of left field that you didn't think were coming your way because this is a place for you to grow. And I know you found a nugget of wisdom out of this episode. Even the best sales experience teams can still find little pieces of nuggets and wisdom around them. That's how they manage to grow and continue to be the best. So, we held up our end of the bargain. It's time for you to hold up yours. Go hit that subscribe button. Go leave us a review on Apple iTunes. It not just helps us, but it helps Andrew and his team grow on their podcast as well. Helps spread the love and helps really build this community. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, my call to action for you for today is to go make somebody smile. It's incredible what can happen when you just share the gift of a smile with somebody around you. Happy holidays, guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. 